BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Content warning for discussions about assault by police and uh, sexual and physical assault. Someplace underneath. I stumbled on like a right wing girl who's like a coquette type and I found her Twitter account. How was that? that? It seems like it made you weary. Yeah, because her voice, you know, how you can make voice notes on Twitter. I wanted to reach out to her because it was so crazy. It was just a lot. I was at the park and I, I just discovered like some things. I'm just kind of a brat. And I was like, I wanted to reach out and be like, are you okay? Like, do you need help? I don't think you should. But she would have sent these guys after me, you know? Yeah. For sure. I don't think that you should do that. Because a lot of men like her posts and they're like, yeah, you're a dumb bitch. And I'm just like, no, no. You're not talking about Pearl, are you? That's not really a lot of television. No, no, no. This is like a different girl. She's very young and just uh, like that kind of vibe. I hate it. I don't know. I want to save them. You can't. Don't. You can't. It will not turn out well. No. (laughs) Natalie, how are are you? (laughs) I hate it. Uh, I'm the... I wore my Six Ed World shirt today because I felt like it was fitting. Love That's it. That's how I am. I love Daria. I mean, yeah. She's the opposite of that person. She wouldn't like. But a lot of her, like, I feel like Jane wasn't that far from a, a Lana Del Rey waif, her best friend. Right. I think she was adjacent. But I love Daria. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. Please. 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 Um, I That was my, probably my first cartoon crush was Trent. Oh, he's so cute. With the beats? Didn't he have a t-shirt that said the beats? No, that well, I think you're thinking of Doug. Oh. <laughs> I want to suck Doug's dick. No. <laughs> no. I feel Trent's... like Doug would have the floppiest, saddest penis. He's also a child, right? Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> Trent was a full grown man living in his parents' house. And he right. had a band called Mystic Spiral. Ooh, and he had a septum piercing, right? He had his eyebrow pierced. Septum seems like a butthole piercing, but it means your nose. Anytime someone's like, I get my septum pierced, I'm like, watch out. Because it sounds like scrotum? Yeah. Mm, Different place. (laughs) Different piece of skin. Uh, Did I already say welcome to some place underneath? Hi, welcome. Hi. I don't know if I did. That's all right. Uh, Me and Natalie. (laughs) Speak up. (laughs) Put your shoulders back, girl. I'm a brat. (laughs) Sorry, you are I'll stop. A brat. <laughs> You're such a brat. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> so sexy. Well, let's get into non-sexy things we're going right. to talk about today. We we're kind of doing a continuation. Um, I would almost call it a sidebar about cop gangs because cool. uh, things we've talked about before, and especially last week, really made me kind of want to look further into that and, and look at what has already been exposed and like what. The sub the, t- the the conversation is right now in, in society. Um, but before we even bring that, I just wanted to make a tragic note a situation that revolves around child parasocial exploitation. When this episode comes out, this will be a little after the fact, but and we'll probably know a lot more what happened. But a child who was used by both her older brother and her mom, and then also was 
experiencing something weird with her dad. Her character was known as Lil Tay. Oh, the rapper, right? She wasn't a rapper. She was a nine-year-old um, who was completely used by her family. Mm. But yeah, she they announced very in a bizarre tone that she has passed away at 14. Um, oh, with like a, I saw some that had a smiling face watermark, like a smiling mouth. It oh, was I weird. Know. I have no idea. That was something that. else. Yeah. But the, um, the brother who was also the older brother who was also using her, but he was a minor. So I, I blame the mom a lot more, but he also in that same announcement was sort of also announced to have died, but they didn't, clarify that at all so there are various sources if you want to know about little tay uh her unfortunately her privacy i guess i don't know she has none i I don't want to say doesn't matter anymore but um a lot of people have covered her her story but um yeah she was 14 at the time they announced her death and she was nine when the persona began and that was completely put upon her not what she wanted to be doing openly. There was many videos of her like being yelled at. What? Um, and as someone who followed that saga being played out at the time, her dis- she was basically pulled off the internet around 2018 after backlash. And I thought that at the time that was a good thing because maybe she was like, getting some privacy. But I'm just going to be blunt and say that I don't think it's normal or healthy for a parent to be doing what they did to her. Who and her real name, by the way, is Claire Hope. Her name's not Lil Tay. Uh, it's it's just really sad, and I brought it up because we've covered child, uh, you know, parasocial exploitation, and we're definitely doing that again this season. But um, just I'm really heartbroken to hear about that. And regardless of what we find out about the situation in the coming weeks, it doesn't change the fact that her mom used her for money and. Her dad also just seems to be not a good person. We don't know fully, but wow. So yeah, we don't know much about it right now. But I just wanted to to say, uh, you know, I'm sorry for for that happening, and uh, I hope that she has she's in a peaceful place, like she never was. Uh, our side, right? I mean, we forget like what nine years old is. I think because we hang out with adults a lot, but at nine, like if you put a nine year old child around me, I, I would want to protect them. They're so tiny. Yeah, they're they're babies. But she was being kind of used to like do like phony like gangster stuff and she would curse and say how rich she was. But it was not her. I mean, she was a little kid. It was her family. What's the audience Um, for that? um, It was like I would say adjacent to like the Pauls. So young 20-somethings, early teenagers Mm. who thought it was funny. I would say mostly, but also probably pedophiles and perverts. Right. I wonder if social media is this generation's lead poisoning. It's just really. Well, yeah, I think that's been said a lot, too, of uh, the the questioning of like how millennials and um, younger Gen X parents are going to screw up their kids. And most of the time it is sharenting, I think. I think exploiting your kids for attention is going to fuck up a lot of children. Yeah. Um, Sharenting. Is that what you said? I didn't make that up. That's a very oh, widespread. I thought you made I was like, Natalie, <laughs> look at you being so smart. I, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. Um, don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, this is. let's go back to this whole thing. So this is a whole can of bananas, which is a statement that's not something anybody says. But I just did. Uh, and it's an overwhelming amount of mess uh, as far as where we stand with law enforcement and how we deal with it in the U.S. As far as policing, just if you even just go back and think about the term law enforcement, it, it kind of makes my head spin because people are just out there on the streets to, quote, enforce laws so it's menacing when you just, like, think about that alone um, at best. And, and it's also pretty accurate what to what police do. Um, there's no nuance. There's no connection to humanity. They're not supposed to be able to gauge um, mental health crises, anything like that. Um, their job is to enforce laws. And it feels kind of outdated to me at this point because we understand – human beings a little bit more and it seems like we're trying to use an outdated 
form of keeping society together. That's how I feel about it. But beyond that, and perhaps more more alarming because of the enforcer mentality of it all, this seems to breed a certain entitlement for many people who wear the fancy little dress up outfit. Oh, like a God complex? Yeah. Like, I'm here to enforce. I mean, granted, if somebody were breaking into my house, but here's the thing. Like, I used to work at LA Fitness, and there was a CVS right underneath. So somebody went in there with a machete and started wheeling it around. Mm -hmm. The guard, the security guard, pepper sprayed them, got them in handcuffs, and then she called the police, and they said, we'll be there in, like, four hours. Yeah. I don't understand. And all of that, how how is anything that you just told in the story helpful to anyone? It's not. Um, it just isn't. And, you know, because of that mentality, it's like other than making other than giving them that sort of God complex, it often makes the people who are law enforcement kind of lawless themselves because they think that they can do stuff. Oh, because I got the gun. I'm the big bad wolf. Yeah. Yeah. And not cool like and sexy like Lucy Lawless. Um, did I then when I wrote that down, did I, I take a sidebar and I like spent 25 minutes looking up Lucy Lawless and God. then saw that we were both had ancestors from the same part of Ireland. Really? Yeah, I did. Was I, I supposed to be writing and looking at I, I Yes. I have such a horny crush for her. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. Yeah. We have we have the same like area where like our heritage is from. Parts <laughs> That's of really Ireland, cool, so though. You should brag about that. And I'm going to put this at the preface at the top. I'm not I'm not saying this again. I don't think every cop is an evil person. I think that there are decent human beings who actually want to help people within the system. But the system is fucked. And the ratio of decent people to repressed, furious, self-hating scumbags are is really fucked and not good. It's not a good ratio. Mm. I don't know completely why I keep it make it keeps drawing my mind back to the stunt community but other than that there are some pretty similar kind of people in the stunt community and also many ex-cops in the stunt community in, at least in New York hmm. um but that it was wh- how I felt when dealing with stunt coordinators which was there were some really smart decent guys in that world but there was about a 50-50 chance of it being a guy who would actually instead talk down to you, who probably wasn't super smart, and who would make you feel kind of unsafe to the point of physical danger and not the onset kind of danger, but like personal bodily harm danger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Um, it was like that in the stand-up community, too. Right. There were so many guys that were good, you know, but sometimes you're on the road with these guys. You don't know who's going to do what. And you don't have money, so you have to share a hotel room. Yeah. And that's, like, completely accurate with, you know, a lot of industry. And I think with the stun community, it is such a hierarchical-based sort of, like, what's it called when, like, a master takes somebody under them? A craftsman. Uh, (laughs) uh, An apprentice. Apprentice. It's almost like an apprenticeship-based hierarchy system. And so the way that it's wielded is very internal and mm-hmm. it does remind me of the police force in that way where they, even though we have the system set up for the legally a lot of it is just help dealt with in-house oh, and then we see a lot of like bad behavior like being, good old boys just mm-hmm. promoting good old boys like he's one of us yes yeah 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 so uh yeah so that i don't know why that just like some community makes me think of that and that's I'm, I've really completely pulled away from it. And after saying this on uh, a show, I'm definitely not going to get booked on anything now, but I don't care because I'd rather make my own shit. Anyway, I'm talking on my ass today. Um, so in that in that case, if there's the, that kind of cop, not only is there a risk of them taking their their own needs over the priority over like what's what they're trying to do for their job. And in some cases, putting in innocent people in jail. But. Selfish and self-serving cops also also hinder things like, guess what? Missing cases, mm. um, which is why we ended up wanting to talk about this. I guess if you're a good cop that really cares about people and making everything safe, you're probably not going to get promoted. 
My guess, I don't know. A lot, especially in specific jurisdictions. But yeah, I think probably you're right. I wish I could honestly live as a cop for a day just to like see because I have so many questions. I'm so confused about a lot of things, which I'm sure you're going to explain. But just I just want to know. Let me explain cops to you. Okay, thanks, Natalie. Um, I can't even begin to imagine certain circumstances that they have to go through. I'm not saying that it's like, oh, they just sit around. Um, I know just from my sad little self sitting and watching body cam footage for many different things all the time that it can get really fucked up. However, even in the best of circumstances, a lot of those cops are not trained to deal with the situation at hand. They really aren't. They're just like told to stop it, get it done at any cost, get this out of the way, bring somebody to jail, get it over with. And that doesn't help anyone or anything. And it's not like they have meditation rooms or anything. No. You know, like come in and like stretch and lay out. It's just like doom and gloom every day, all day. And then I'm sure they get sort of, what's the word, used to it? I guess, but it also, it also, I think, draws people who don't, who would call stretching and meditation gay. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. And like, I don't want to eat my vegetables. Right. Um, so, which is why, you know, again, this, this sort of kind mentality within cops can hinder things like missing cases, uh, exploited women. Sometimes they're the ones who are actually hurting the women, but if not, they're not helping certain sex of women, especially poor and black women. Um, and also just the mistreatment of poor people in general um, that they can cop, they can receive from cops who may be malicious, selfish, not very smart, not trained properly, like all that shit. The first thing that's coming to my mind in that situation of um, cops who are first not trained well and who are being protected and not maybe very smart is uh, the case of Deputy Daniel Wilkie of Hamilton County, Tennessee, who unfortunately walked away from 44 counts earlier this year in a Tennessee court. Huh. And this is after he was indicted, which we learned what indicted means <laughs> yeah. a few weeks ago uh, in December of 2019. He has multiple victims, but when he was indicted, there were four specific different civilians who had accusations against him, including evidence. Um, he sat for a time in jail awaiting trial, but not very long, for the crimes of rape, <gasps> assault, and official oppression, amongst oh. other things. He was also facing multiple civil suits for strip searches and excessive force, among, again, other accusations. Oh. At the end of the day, at the end of the court journey over the last few years, seven people were suing him. Seven? And you know, like, to sue a cop? That's crazy. Well, they had to basically put like a civil suit together because it's really difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, Seven. Diff- that's wild. That's wild. And like the balls. Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. 
Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. So basically where this takes place in Tennessee is like the southeast-ish section. The biggest city around it would be like Chattanooga. I used to live in Chattanooga. Amber, you're always around all these horrible cases. Sorry. (laughs) Why did you do this? It's your fault. I'm just kidding. Um, It's a beautiful place. Again, we're in Appalachia, of course, in Tennessee. Um, When did you live there? Seventh grade. It was right after Georgia. No, wait. Georgia, North Carolina, then Tennessee. And we lived right around Chattanooga. Man, you just really made a tour of all the the southern areas, huh? Yeah. Parents just thought that you could, uh, uh, all your problems would go away if you moved. And that isn't true. What? No. It's not? Um, Fun. That's a fun story. Um, Do you, okay, so you lived in Chattanooga? Yeah, I think like an outlying area, but like that was it. How rural did it feel to you at the time? I'm trying to remember. I kind of blocked out a lot of my childhood. Um, is that the place where I don't think that's where everybody got lice because that was in <laughs> North Carolina, Chattanooga. I lived there for one year and I would literally not make friends because I knew I was leaving. So I, I honestly don't have many memories of it. I do remember it being very, very beautiful, though. Let's see. Chattanooga. I know some of y'all listening or at least know a little bit about Chattanooga. You tell me how rural it is. Sometimes when I make assumptions, you guys call <laughs> call in later. Call in on our on our landline phone and right. say, "Ma'am, you are incorrect about how rural that area is." Some places are pretty rich. Like some of these like small southern towns have a lot of money. Let's see: Tarboro, North Carolina; Chattanooga, Tennessee; Monroe, Georgia. All the hits. Population. Okay, it's saying Chattanooga is at one hundred eighty-two thousand. So t- a little a town, but a city, but like a very small city. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. See, three seventy thousand in the county itself. Okay. Oh, that's pretty small. I know this because I just looked up all of Pittsburgh's county. I'm going off today. Let's see. So we're talking about this county because of this guy Daniel Wilkie, and not just him, but. Him specifically for a minute. So we're in this county, this sort of southeast part of Tennessee. And um, when this kind of went up the ranks because his – we'll talk about this. His department was trying to ignore the multiple charges coming in against him. So eventually TBI stepped in and like the bigger guys, the bigger fish came in and investigate and ended up – DA ended up reviewing 160 body cam videos and 98 of them showed possible criminal activity. Oh, my God. So these cases against him became public uh, in around 2019. NAACP got involved and several other people outside of that joined in on a class action lawsuit for tons of illegal and violating acts by, again, Deputy Daniel Wilkie. Most of them took place in 2019, but also before then, as far back as 2015. I think that was about when he was new because he was young when this all happened. So one of the first victims to catch the eye of the media is a woman named Shendell Marie Riley. She was pulled over on February 10th, 2019 and searched. And they found weed shake in her car. Ooh. So that was Wilkie and his, his partner at the time. Here is what happened next. Wilkie and Riley next discussed religion. They spoke for another 30 minutes, and another deputy, 
Tyler McRae, left sometime during this conversation. Riley testified that Wilkie asked her whether she had been baptized. She responded with concern that she's may not be ready. But according to Riley's testimony, Wilkie told her, quote, God was talking to him and assured her that if she got baptized, he would only write her a citation and she would be free to go about her business. Wow, he can get fucked right off. Yeah. So this woman, Shandell, I think it's Shandell. Shandell, I'm so sorry. Um, She was afraid to go to jail. So she agreed to do this because he said, Basically, if you let me do this, you won't go to jail. Wow, God loves that when you become a follower because you're just because like, you're forced. Yeah, because you're forced. <laughs> yeah, um, at threat of prison. So the video from his partner at the time has been released to the public of this interaction happening, and it is as bizarre as you would imagine. In the video, you can see him leading her to a lake in the pitch dark. It's the middle of the night. And he is in his underwear. Ew! Is it tidy whities with a little brown tidy, stain? It's well, it's dark. It's the middle of the night, so it's you can't tell too much. But he's wearing dark blue. Looks like boxer short, like boxer briefs. They okay. are clinging to his ass. Ew! Um, and he's in. This is while he's on duty. At the end, you can see him after he dunks her under the water after saying all of this shit because of course he speaks for God uh, and tells asks if she accepts it. Do her heart and all that crap. He dips her under the water and then they both come up. They're both soaking wet and you watch him hug her tightly while he is himself soaking wet in a T-shirt and boxers. So just his wet dick just right up on her. Ew. What? Uh, what? Uh, fucking what? What? Ew. If you would have told me this happened in like 1700s, if there's, there's this Bible thumping right. cop coming yeah. around and baptizing people, I'd be like, wow, what a little primitive early American. This happened like 2019? Yes. So it gets a lot worse than that with this guy, though. So another party involved in the suit. What do you uh, think he would do if we were like, we work for a Satanist network? <laughs> what, do you, now, I, what in tarnation? Yeah, I mean, he brings up people. We'll talk about what he said to other people he's pulled over. But he does tell them specifically that they are going to burn in hell. So What? Yeah. Fuck off, man. <laughs> so, um so another party that's involved in the civil suit is a man named James Mitchell. Wilkie pulled him over for a car tint violation. Mitchell, who was black, also had a criminal record that mostly involved drug use. And I bring that up only because what they accuse him later of. But I don't believe they'd even looked that up at the time. James Mitchell was with his girlfriend in the car. And while they handcuffed both of them for no apparent reason, they focused on him saying he smelled like weed. This again happens at night and it's on the side of the road. He was, again, handcuffed, and what occurred after is largely on video, though some of what happened occurs underneath the view of the camera line. It's deeply disturbing to watch. In the video, they proceed to beat, punch, and knee Mitchell in the groin while he's handcuffed and then proceed to pull his pants and underwear down on the side of the road and search his anus. What? Which resulted in an injury on the man. Oh. This is obviously not only deranged, it's against policy. There, You're not at any point supposed to insert your fingers into a person on the side of the road, especially if they were – it was a car tint pullover violation. Ugh. Like – yeah, maybe if somebody's giving birth and you're there helping them receive the child, maybe I could say, well, I guess you're allowed to touch somebody's genitals. I mean, that's a form of rape, Natalie. Oh, yeah. No, that was part of the lawsuit was sexual assault because this dude, not only what is the cop not supposed to be doing that, the policy where they were, uh, I think as far back as 2014, is that if you are to do a cavity search, it needs to be in the station and a nurse or a doctor needs to do it while yes. the cops are near not a police officer on the side of the road, and not only that. Before he the the one uh, before Wilkie stuck his finger in his asshole, he used his bare hand to grip his nuts, his like scrotum all what? around the outside of it, and then he put a glove on. Can you imagine this happening to you? I oh, and you're handcuffed, and there's like nothing you can do because if Mm-mm. you fight back, you're like fighting against a law officer, and he has a gun, and like in the video, you can see his girlfriend just standing there having to watch it because she's also handcuffed, and she was scared they were going to kill him, so she didn't couldn't do anything. She just stood there and watched it. That is a t- terrorist attack it's it's fucking it's crazy it's crazy 
This is the same bap- this guy that did the baptism. So, yeah. And he just has the power and authority just to keep going. I mean, of course, he was stopped. But, like, the fact Not that... He- hardly. <laughs> hardly stopped. Fuck him, man. So, beyond that... Then there is this lawsuit involving five minors who he pulled over in April of 2019, again, citing window tint. So the uh, the James Mitchell happened in, I believe, July. So the, all of three of these incidents I'm talking about all happened in 2019, even though he has other accusations against him from further back. He just kept they just kept going. Yeah. And one of them was including um, he shot a man in the head who he had not properly restrained and all this stuff like it was essentially his fault why he why he ended up shooting this person this man is a criminal not only criminal criminal he's a fucking weirdo yeah so in april of 2019 this other thing happens with these five minors again being pulled over citing window tint for what it's worth the victim's families say that there was not window tint on the windows I have not seen the car, nor have I seen the full amount of paperwork, so I can't say whether that's true or not. But their attorneys say that there was no tint on their window in the first place. One of the 14-year-old children's mother, whose name is Deborah Cummings, says that the deputy then told them that he could smell weed, which is exactly what happened with James, the other guy that they fucking anally assaulted this guy's a predator i smell weed mm-hmm. and then to pretend oh like that smile on his face I smell weed and then just proceeds to rape you on the side of the road yeah so maybe this is his mo i don't know the but the the parties say that they were not smoking weed in the car they weren't they said they weren't like and the in the lawsuit following it and all that there were and they, they didn't as far as I know through all of this shit they never found drugs in the car or anything. So there were six young kids packed in there joyriding. Was the image of that something that piqued his interest? I don't know, that's speculating, but could be that he saw five teen girls and one boy in a car and decided that he was going to pull them over for a traffic violation. Jeez, I thought kids were supposed to get outside. Like, what is it with these boomers that are like, these kids these days are all inside playing video games. I don't know. If I'm playing a video game, I'm not going to get pulled over by a cop saying he's smelling weed. Yeah, this is scary, man. Especially this is where this happened looked like it was not in a populated area. Like, that shit's terrifying. Yeah, kids don't want to leave the house with shit like this. All right, sorry, so, keep going. So... <clears throat> Yeah, so they pulled him because he pulled them over and said he could, quote, smell weed coming from the car. Even though the attorneys and the kids claim that they were not smoking weed, he made them all get out. Uh, be saying, like, I, now I, I got to search you. Uh, and then this next part is taken from an article from NewsChannel9.com, which was quoting directly from the lawsuit. Wilkie and McRae then ordered all six minors out of the vehicle, one by one, according to the lawsuit. Wilkie told the minors to stop moving and to, quote, not move a muscle as each minor was searched. Cummings' daughter asked if she could call her mother and Wilkie said no, per the lawsuit. Cummings' daughter says she heard one of the girls complain about the search not being right and asked for a female officer to conduct the search. According to the lawsuit, Wilkie responds that the girls didn't know the law and said, I can search you. Cummings said she saw Wilkie fondled Johnson's daughter's breasts as she was waiting to get searched on the side of the road. Johnson's daughter was the original victim to file a lawsuit regarding this night. The lawsuit says Wilkie searched Cummings' daughter by squeezing her breasts, abdomen, thighs, crotch, and squeezed her vagina. The lawsuit says Wilkie squeezed her buttocks, too. Cummings' daughter says Wilkie didn't find anything on her. She claims Wilkie said she would, quote, go to hell like her parents and all their parents don't love them and that they were going nowhere. I would snap. I would kill him. Yeah. But you can't do that because he's the police officer. Yeah. Like, but if a regular guy was doing that to me, I, I would just punch him. I'd kick him in the nuts. Not only that, if a cop did that to my minor daughter, I would be engulfed in rage. Yes. I, oh. <laughs> so that's all to say the mother, obviously, because the daughter was a minor, is the one who's speaking to the like lawsuit, to the, the lawyers, to the public. Yeah. Um. 
But in that, she's describing her daughter not only being groped, but her daughter watching one of the other girls be fondled and groped. And Fuck him. The, the details, that what you just read is like a very light version of what happened. It's much more graphic. Oh, and I'm sure. It's disgusting. Because he's been getting away with it for so long. I bet he thought he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And it sure feels like this man gets off on groping and touching people. I thought he was a man of God, Natalie. Yep, I just, <laughs> I just, I uh, He has no, obviously, emotionally, this makes me mad, but he had no legal right to do that to those kids. None. Even when I was stopped and searched, like I said, I think last episode, um, when the cops pulled me over for a, quote, hanging thing in my mirror, even then, the cop did not put his hands on me as a 16-year-old. That is fucking crazy to do. Crazy. I'm sure that that cop wanted to find drugs and stuff in my car. He still didn't fucking touch my body. That's nuts. There was a bunch of nonsense in the aftermath as well, including, like, the mother who is, again, her name is Deborah Cummings. She was making report after report to the station, and she was completely ignored by them. And then the police came to the kids' school and conducted interviews with the kids with no warning and no advisement to the parents beforehand. And they said afterwards that the, quote, interviews seemed a lot more like threats and intimidation. I bet. And being stopped. And and being they were stopped again by Wilkie, which they perceived to be in a threatening manner after all of this started happening. It's probably because he knew that they might be putting a lawsuit against him. He just wanted to threaten him. Like, how dare you? How dare you touch me? There's a little bit of them inferring that without specifically saying it. I don't know if it's because they didn't have enough evidence to to get away with it in in a legal manner, but it sounds like he could have been doing that to them. After all of this, plus way more stuff that's listed in both criminal and civil lawsuits against this fucking weirdo and several years of awaiting trial, because if you'll recall, a lot of this happened during COVID. So... The lawsuits first were presented in 2019 and the end of 2019. So then some shit happened. Um, <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I kind of just don't remember 2020 to 2023. I don't either. I just woke up here. What are we doing? I, I don't either, Natalie. Um, so and after all this, the criminal charges were dropped against Daniel Wilkie. I have not found any good reason for it. This was just earlier this year when this happened. I think uh, May was when the criminal charges were dropped. What? They dropped it? Yeah. The argument that was given is that he may have, quote, violated policies, but not with criminal intent. I personally call complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, it was criminal intent. It was illegal. If there was one infraction somebody did uh, during a traffic stop somewhere, I could see it being maybe negligence or, you know, like ignorance or something. But every one of this man's accusations involved some weird and sick body violation. And I didn't even mention all of them just now. This is just a handful of the the accusations that have been made against him. On top of that, the likelihood that all of the complainants made it into this lawsuit is unlikely. So if all of these people came forward and with all these different accusations against him, most likely it's not every single person who he has interacted with, right? Right. And like these are just the people that had the most evidence, because I imagine if I was being pulled over by this kind of guy, I would be scared. I'd probably forget to record things. I'd forget to keep the paperwork. And if you'll recall in that D.A. statement, it said of the 160 body cam videos, 98 of them showed possible criminal activity. <sighs> so but the don't worry, the charges were dropped, so it's fine. Um, so as far as I know. The civil suit is still happening and still pending. There's not been any announcements that it's been dropped. So I think that it's still happening. Um, However, James Mitchell's representation, the man who was assaulted anally, um, I believe they're planning on taking it to federal court. So even though criminal charges were dropped, I think that they're still pursuing it. Speaking of suits, remember the baptized woman that we just talked about, Chandel Marie Riley? The second week of April 2022, her lawsuit was approved by a U.S. district court judge involving all of this. Wow. The next week, 
The week of April 15, 2022, she was found dead in her home at age 42. What? So... What? 42 is pretty young. You can't just die a natural cause at 42. So listen, I'm not saying this was foul play. Her autopsy revealed it was a drug overdose. But I think it is of note that this happened promptly after she was setting up to go to court to face all of this. That's I think that's at least something to take note of. Crazy. Yeah. So as she was preparing all of this, literally within a week of it being approved, she's found dead in her house. That is crazy. Yeah. And why would she be doing drugs at this time if she's going to federal court? It's hard. To, you know, we can't say, oh, this was definitely, I, you know, it, it gets into conspiracy mind. But it is interesting. Uh, weird that that, timing. Weird timing. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, so throughout all of this, Sheriff Hammond, which is the sheriff who oversees this county and this unit of deputies, has been accused of covering up and protecting a bevy of charges against not only this deputy, Daniel Wilkie, but other officers, including Wilkie's partner, Bobby Brewer, and another one of their deputies, whose name is Blake Kirkpatrick, who was accused of beating the ever-loving shit out of a handcuffed man in 2018. What? He's handcuffed. So No, I know. So Sheriff Hammond, who's their boss, has repeatedly gone on record to play down instances of police brutality and racism in their area, even though local organizers and clergy in the black community of their county have sent him over between the time of 2019 until now, sent seven letters like with all of their signatures asking him to resign following the incident with James Mitchell due to his refusal to look into it requiring like the TBI and and, like federal people to come in from the outside, as well as the number of obvious policy violations that they were ignoring for months until they were again cornered by higher up institutions to acknowledge it. So like, for example, with the kids getting molested, Sheriff Hammond was basically like standing up for them being like, that never happened. And he, he said on record he didn't believe that there was an anal search until the fucking footage was provided. So he was essentially lying and covering up and, and trying to make all of this go away over and over and over again. And lying. That's illegal for this kind of stuff. It's not. He's not going to face any charges. I mean, he what? could. They. I think that they could just say, oh, he didn't know. But I think he did. He know. knew. He's a big he's a big man. Yeah. He's got the big badge on him. He fucking knew. Yeah. So I hate liars. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. You know, is that, do you think about the song, that song, Try That in a Small Town, was about this? Try to drive with a minor traffic violation, we'll stick a finger in your butthole. Is that what that song's about? Try that in a small town. Yeah. Uh, would you call this, all of this happening, a cop gang? Probably not, because they don't have symbols or mascots or tattoos. And it's a little tiny group of cops because it's a smaller town, right? Smaller county. But what this is, is a good old boys club, like you said, Amber, except for with crime. But I guess a lot of good old boys clubs are are kind of crime adjacent. Sounds like a gang to me. Well, yeah, if it was maybe, you know, I say maybe you don't call it a gang because there there's not enough of the people, right? You might want to call it a clique or something like that. A click? A clique is like <laughs> a, the pretty girls at school. Right. Well... These kind of good old boy clubs, cliques, gangs, whatever you want to call it, in these smaller counties, the ones that are there enforcing laws, i.e. law enforcement, i.e. deputies, they are especially insidious because they are supposed to be protecting civilians, right? Yeah. Because if you have a guy like Daniel Wilkie who fits this profile of a perfect good old boy, you know, Lily White— Buzz cut, Bible thumping, tucked in polo shirt. Suddenly, you don't really want to bring up the way that he slides his hand too low when he hogs or you're pretty sure he had a boner in the interrogation room if you're another one of the cops. Can't make the department look bad, right? We don't want that. Did you not hear that he wore a tucked in polo shirt? So don't worry about it, okay? God. In other instances that are similar to this, maybe, you know, Sheriff... Uh, what's his name? Maybe if Sheriff, maybe Sheriff Hammond's not himself doing weird, creepy things like this, and maybe he just doesn't want to talk about how it seems like D- Deputy Wilkie has a boner all the time. Let's just like let, let it go. You does he have a boner all the time? I just I'm just you just I'm get. Assuming. I bet he does. He's a pest. These little sex pest men. Yeah, yeah. They always find a way to get some in like an authority position. Right. And again, I think it's because somebody above them is the same way, and they're like, oh, we see eye to eye. See, same. It could be that. Maybe Sheriff, maybe it's that. Maybe it's this other thing where Sheriff Hammond just doesn't want to deal with the problems about it so that they doesn't want the cops look bad. So he pushes it away. But sometimes, like you just said, it's also because maybe the top guy is also doing the bad stuff. Right. right? And there's also failing up. That's a thing. Sure. They're just like, oh, he, you know, kept committing crimes instead of firing him let's just give him a promotion but he looks like such a good boy you know he's such a good boy god i want to wear a polo shirt and just walk around with a gun yeah (laughs) sorry as a woman you're not allowed because that's that's gender dysphoria right 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 um so for example you know it just made me think of another thing from my life which is i worked at burger king uh but as a teenager, and at the time, they had an ancient computer system that really didn't have all of the bells and whistles you needed to, like, really take accounting seriously. It was kind of, like, based on, like, a um, hand-counting system still a lot of the time. Oh, so you would do the math in your head? Oh, uh, yeah, basically. Wow. Um, so as a juvenile delinquent, my best friend and I, we set up a scam where we pocketed some of the money that came through the drive-thru. You might go to jail, Natalie. Oh, I fucking dare you to try, you fucking assholes. (laughs) I feel bad. I do feel bad about it. I'm not condoning stealing. But it was the same Burger King where they let a 50-year-old man sexually harass me on a daily basis, so I don't feel that bad. Oh, fuck. Yeah, take the money. So when we were doing that, one of the assistant managers knew about it. But you know what? She was also doing it. 
So instead of reporting the behavior, she let it slide if we gave her a cut of the money we stole. That's mafia behavior. Also could be a little bit of police behavior sometimes. Wow. Don't know why I just brought that random memory up. Uh, uh, has nothing to do with what could happen at a police station or anything. Um, in my case, we were minors, and so we were not actively hurting civilians with our criminal behavior. Obviously, that's not always the case if that same dynamic is set up in a law enforcement agency. And by the way, it's not good what I did. I'm not. I'm not justifying it. Except they did let a 50 year old man who smelled like garbage sexually harass a 16 year old me every single day. But you shouldn't steal, right? Okay, right. He he could have just slipped. <laughs> and the cops. Okay, so that same premise, though, if that happens in a police force, it's a lot scarier and a lot worse for a lot of people. And cops. Do some wild shit. We have it on record that either gets pushed under the rug or is actively cheered on by their bosses. We've seen it happen a lot. Wasn't there like a case where this guy had a bunch of cash on him and they were like, look at all this cash we confiscated. I was like, you're a thief? Congrats. By the way, another thing that was a part of the um, lawsuit with the man that they sexually assaulted, James Mitchell, he says that they also stole money from him during that whole process. So. That also happened. Is, and I'm sure it's not just like change out of the cigarette console. It's just like cash out of their wallets, right? Even if it was changed, they have no right to take that. Right. But I don't think that's what that was. I think they just took money from him. When it's a small county in Tennessee, it's more often thought of as like few variables or a little click or a deviant. Like cop, you but know? America's a bunch of small towns. That's right. what we're comprised of. And I'm the 10 millionth person to bring this point up, but the entirety of that phrase, a one bad apple, is one bad apple spoils the barrel. Yeah. And they never say that part, which is to say, if you have one bad apple, all of you are bad. Right. But the cops who use that term say, oh, we don't worry about it. There's just the one. Not mentioning that it rots the entire fucking system down. But anyway, (laughs) um, when you take that same dynamic that we just talked about where in that little county in Tennessee where there were some pretty shitty cops and then another guy on top protecting all of them. But you put it now in a big city and you have those same set of circumstances with dozens or hundreds of people all willing to look the other way to keep up appearances or because the boss is corrupt and will let you slide if you keep handing over the goods, all for the good of the group, we'd call that a gang, wouldn't we? Right. And this is very serious gang because if you're in a big city, I mean, you've got tanks, you've got mm-hmm. helicopters, you've got military equipment. This mm-hmm. isn't just, oh, bad apple. This is a bad apple with a machine gun. It's Yes, it's very true, which sounds cute in the picture. <laughs> bad apple with machine gun. But it's not no. as much in Los Angeles County. Under section 186.22 of the California Penal Code, a criminal gang is described as any organization or group of three or more of people that, one, has a common name or identifying sign or symbol, two, has as one of its primary activities the commission of one of a long list of California criminal offenses and three whose members have engaged in a, quote, pattern of criminal gang activity, either alone or together. So in this part of this app in the next week, when we continue this, we'll be using several references uh, of people who've already done an extensive amount of work on the gangs inside of the police force in L.A., One important one being the exceptional journalism done by Cerise Castle, which is presented in whole by KnockLA.com. She begins her investigation quoting the penal code that Amber just read, and she is implicating there or even directly saying that the things that she covered and found within the police force would qualify under that penal code as gang activity. So... What's their symbol? Is it the flag with the blue line on it? There, No, there's multiple gangs and they all have their own symbols. Literally. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There's upwards of 18 that, that are known. 18 gangs. Really? Yeah. And it goes all the way back to the 70s. This is a in, in Los Angeles County. This has been a problem for 50 years. Wow. Um, I was getting a sandwich today and I saw a lady cop come in. 
two lady cops. Did you scream, what's your fucking gang? What's your fucking gang, woman? Uh, it's probably unsurprising, but a lot of those gangs do not allow women in. <laughs> right. I mean, they honestly uh, seemed pretty... I'll say it. They seemed a little chill, but I didn't, like, go up to them or anything. I just said, excuse me, to, like, pass by. Yeah. And and they, also, these are much more—the gangs are much more connected to sheriffs, which are different than L.A. police. Oh, yeah. What's a sheriff? What okay. We will talk about this a little bit more, but a sheriff in generally is in relation to—a sheriff's department is somebody who oversees a county. So within Los Angeles County, the sheriffs see over both— Los Angeles, Los Angeles County and Los Angeles City. Okay. Then the police force is only for the city itself. So they can't really preside over the outskirts of L.A. County, but they can be in the city. L.A. Wow. County Sheriff's Department can see, oversee L.A. County proper and Los Angeles, the city. That's a, a little Poor confusing. Ryan is going to have to. I know. he's poor. Our poor editor is going to have to edit out so many confusing sentences yeah. I'm saying. I was on a date in a very nice part of LA. I kind of forget where. It might have been Glendale, but I don't know for sure. But he said, oh, this county has its own police force mm-hmm. and you can't even like sleep on the road. They'll come and like sweep it up and you can't even like walk at a red light. They'll arrest you. Yeah. I was like, oh. So most counties have their own share. I think almost all counties have their own sheriff's department, but some counties don't have cities. So not every... C- County is a city police. Ever <laughs> staring at me, eyes just glazing over. <laughs> I feel like I'm in math class. And also, there are also um, highway patrol, which is another thing. So it's a lot. But you yeah. know what? I will say it. I don't know what this is, but I'm glad that there's a lot of different things. Sort of, I guess, because maybe people can like be like, "No, you can't do that." Ideally, you know? what you're saying makes sense, and you'll see when we like we we just mentioned with the Tennessee. Sheriffs, they had they had to have the federal Tennessee federal people come in and deal with these issues because it was not being handled in the, within small the county. So it is technically good to have different levels. However, we're seeing things like in New York City and L.A. where it's so deeply corrupted that. It's really kind of from the top down. Oh, right. So you call and you're like, help, help. This thing happened. And they're like, ha ha, we know. Idiot. And then they hang up on you. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's usually more insidious than that. But to the things that we've like, not we, I have not done the journalism. I'm just researching. You're a cop, Natalie. We (laughs) get it. We get it. The people like Ceres Castle who've done this like extensive work. It's really hard to see the activity that they've covered be anything but gang activity. It is literally like they have some signs, like gang signs and tattoos and mascots. If you were describing this to me and I was an American and I didn't know what a police was, I'd say, oh, this is a gang. Right. Especially, I mean, some of them are called, one of the gangs is called the executioners. You. What are you supposed to do with that? People who are supposed to law enforce are called the executioners for fun and think it's cute. I bet they don't wipe their asses, Natalie. I I mean, I I like let's put it out there. Yeah. I'm not gonna do any checking on it, but let's just no. say it's true. I bet they shit and they just stand up. And they just just live with <laughs> shit in their yeah. shitty pants. I think you're right. Um yeah, and it's it is New York and LA, but it's also everywhere, which is why I wanted to bring this up with the Tennessee aspect too, because I don't want this to just be about Los Angeles. Most people who are listening are not in Los Angeles. This is happening all around because of the way our systems have been set up and they're not really being adapted. It's, we're seeing the same thing with like CPS and child protection and stuff like that. We haven't updated a lot of those systems in a way that's practical, although there are slow movements and we'll talk about that too at the end of this next episode probably. That's good. So – um, but yeah, even while I was watching and reading stuff for this episode, completely off topic and not because of this, I was searching. It was just sent to me a video of a cop car in New York City that was purposely trying to push a moped rider off the highway. What? Essentially trying to kill them. Like it, it, it there's no other way to, to explain this video. I have no idea what interaction this moped rider had with these cops before the moment of this video. Was there potentially a traffic altercation? Was there an argument before? Should it matter? And the answer is no, because in this video, there's no actions that justify the attempt to physically harm a civilian when your immediate life is not being threatened. 
like this video is I'm going to have to send it to you, Amber. It is a moped rider trying to get away from this cop and they are blocking them in and then shoving them, trying to get them to fall into the median. The moped rider is trying. The cops are not following them with the lights on. It's again, just like we were talking about with Emmett Brock, a cop following this person around, tormenting them. Oh, my God. I guess they were just pissed off it's a moped. Or maybe the moped rider flipped them off. Who knows? You know, we don't know what happened before this video, but what's happening in the video is not acceptable for any no. reason. Again, just like pull me over, arrest me. What, what, are we, what are we doing here? Right. It is intimidation and it feels like a little bit like gang activity. Yeah. Beyond that, even if this person had committed a crime, you know, Given the cops shit and done something criminal. Their job is to deal with it through the law, not harass and intimidate. This is garbage. In Los Angeles, since that's where we were last episode, and because it's been covered the most of any city as far as police gang activity goes, there has been an acknowledgement of gang activity in the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department since the early 1970s. Depending on who you're talking to and under what pretense... These gangs will sometimes be referred to as social clubs or just, again, straight up cliques. That's what some of the cops want to say these are. It's the wording. And if you can't get, like, control the words, mm-hmm. you control people's brains. Because mm-hmm. if I hear, if I think click and I say click, I just think of, like, teenage girls, like, harmless. But yeah. if I think gang, I think of, like, oh, my God, it's their territory. Am I going on? I could die. Like, I get this physical revolt. Right. And when you also, when you think of the term clicks, you would think... Oh, it's, you know, inter-police, like, oh, they're, like, they only hang out with him after work. Jim and and Craig, they always, they they only go out with each other and they never invite Timmy to go with them. Right. Not, uh, they gang together and then cover each other's tracks when they do bad stuff on, that's not what a click is. Force people off the road. Yeah. Try to kill them. Well, this is terrifying, Natalie. (laughs) I don't know what to do with this information. I mean, you could just be like, well, don't break the law. But like these people weren't well, that's, tinted windows. Like, that, that's come who, the fuck on. Yeah. And that's who, who, what apologists say who don't really want to look into any of it and who want to just own the libs right. by, by saying, don't just why, why was he breaking the law? I don't know, dude. Uh, if you were pulled over for having tinted windows, would you want somebody inserting their finger into your anus? Right. I'm caring about you. Like, this could happen to you just as easy. I know you want to, like, like you said, own the libs. It happens to them. I want to hurt them. But this could happen to you so easy. Yeah. And also just question your question why you want random people to get hurt. Right. Yes. Who aren't who aren't bothering you. Like, why do you, why is that for you? I don't know. This is just a question maybe you want to ask in the mirror <laughs> in the morning or something. Um, yeah. And and so I think I want to stop here because we're going to get into the history of the LASD and the history of the gangs that occur with inside of the police department. Um, and so I don't want to get started on that now because we'll just have to cut off. Right. Um, but so, yeah, we'll talk a lot about what's been going on in the last couple years regarding the attention being drawn to it, but how it is actually a decades long issue that maybe we're finally going to actually seriously look at i hope so i was in a restaurant and i saw a group of them and i was going to the bathroom and one of them like got up and like kind of blocked me this is a while ago because i remember i was wearing a mask it was like during the height of covid Mm -hmm. and like they weren't whatever but he looked so i got i got bad vibes bad vibes it's funny you bring that up i'm going to mention the statistics of how many cops died in la county uh during covid and um how the Last sheriff was super uh, anti-lib and was very proud to promote not having masks. Okay. Um, And we'll see how many died. I feel like a police officer should be apolitical. Like, this isn't... Yeah, You're just supposed to protect the streets. You're not supposed to have, like, a political preference here. Yeah. But I'm a dreamer, Natalie. Yeah, you are. You are. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I agree with you, Amber. I, I have to say, if you are in law enforcement... It should be kind of an issue that people are scared when you come in, even if they're not doing anything. Because I don't feel comfortable when I see a bunch of cops. I don't feel no. safe. Especially going to the bathroom. Especially just... if I'm like in an area that's not heavily populated and there's a bunch of cops. And I'm like a pretty – well, I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm an in, nondescript. I dress like an asshole. But I'm a white <laughs> woman who 
like there's a much higher uh, instances of, you know, black people and stuff having bad interactions with cops. And I am still scared. Um, Yeah. So let's stop there. That's enough for me and my little my little brain today. Okay. Well, um, I hope people do get out and touch grass and I hope uh, you're stay, you know, don't get arrested from these people because uh, people need to go outside. They need that third place, like a coffee shop or a park and it makes people come together. And I don't want to be afraid that this big bad man with a gun is going to yeah. come get me. But again, just just a little blanket statement. You should always film uh, interactions with police. Just always have it on video. Okay. Film it. Uh, all right. Thank you, Natalie. Are uh, you being? I don't know. That doesn't sound saucy, Pert or Gracie to me. <laughs> Remember that in the beginning. It's crazy. <laughs> Maybe that would help your interactions with the police. God, I bet they'd be like, "I have to leave. I hate her so much." No, they'd be like, crazy. "Wife material." Ugh. Um, no. Thank you guys for turning. Thank it. you. <laughs> we are saucy, Pert and Greasy. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.